You can do it, dude. I got this. It. You got this. All right. You got this. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the next... Ah. <laughs> okay. Take 75. Take 75. I'm forgetting how to speak. Here we go. Jeez. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of AdventureCast, the Adventure Quest Worlds podcast that revolves around Adventure Quest Worlds and everything AE. Today is a very, very special episode as I'm doing my first interview. So this episode might be a little weird because I've never done an interview before. So I apologize for that. Cut me some slack, please. But uh, today I am very honored to be interviewing a former artist for Adventure Quest Worlds, Tana Pyre. Tana, yes. What is it? (laughs) I said aloha. Aloha. (laughs) What's up? How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I just want to make sure before we continue, is it is it Tana or Tana? It's Tana. Tana Pyre. Okay. Just want to get that out of the way so I, I don't say it wrong. But uh how have you how have you been? Um I've been good, man. Like honestly, for first time in uh a long, long time. Been really good. That's excellent to hear. I'm I'm very happy to hear that. This year's been uh Hard for us both, I'm sure, because of COVID and everything. But hey, hey, it is what it is. We're getting through it. We're doing it. We're here doing an interview, so that's awesome. Yeah, something new for both of us. Alrighty, so for those of you who don't know, like I said, Tana was a former AE artist for Adventure Quest Worlds, and you might know uh, some of the sets that are in game by Tana, and I, I got to see some of them in game actually, and they are fantastic. So I can't wait to dive into these questions. And, and kind of pick your brain a little bit. Why don't we start off by, uh, why don't you start off by telling everyone kind of who you are, even though I, I sort of did, but I you can go more in depth to it because you obviously know more than I do, but tell uh, everyone who you are and what you've done and what you are known for. I am Tana Pyre, um, Tana, Tana Pyre, whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Just not like for dinner. Um, I... I'm obviously a, a player of uh, Aki Worlds and former artist, um, volunteer artist back when they were still doing it that way. Um, and I've been playing for eons. I mean, literally since the game was an alpha. And um, obviously I'm known for art. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. No, <laughs> it no. slipped my mind. <laughs> it, it happens. It happens. But, uh, yeah, um, it's it's been a long time. So, I mean, I still do a little art here and there. Just uh not officially gotcha but, um, yeah I, I was working for like a year there that's really cool so so you were a volunteer artist now to me i'm a layman to this kind of stuff when it comes to art in the community um and doing it for the game how how well let's just how about we say like for people out there that are artists and they would like to one day maybe do um art for the game like what was the process how did they did they like reach out to you or did you have to apply yeah i did not honestly have to apply um so it's a little bit of a long story but i'll try and break it down as fast as i can that's fine Um, that's fine for time so for a long time i was using photoshop and sort of just sort of editing like art that was posted uh from you know some of the more mainline artists that are working on the game and just at first I started with just saying, hey, this might look better if it looks like this. Maybe edit this because this looks a little off. You know, it was kind of critique 
Right. And um, I started gaining followers like that because for the most part, nobody knew I was only using Photoshop. They thought I was actually using Flash to create all this stuff. Oh, so wow. So I would keep explaining, oh, no, I have no idea how to use Flash. I'm just using Photoshop to do everything. Um, because I went to school for Photoshop for, you know, three years. So. Oh, that's uh, cool. I, I, yeah. All my, I have a huge art background. So, I mean, I'll get into that when, you know, the time comes, but just, uh, basically, um, yeah. So like I said, I started just doing Photoshop and I was working on a Mac at the time doing, using Photoshop CS, which is one of the older versions of Photoshop. Right. And, um, this is like back in, Oh, 2003. Well, I was doing it for about three years before they reached out to me, but, uh, yeah, basically just doing little art edits and stuff like that, building up a little following. And uh, my Twitter presence was pretty big at the time. But uh, once I started doing some art contests, uh, I I don't know, I guess uh, I, I started getting noticed by some of the other artists uh, in the game that were working. Oh, um, sorry. No problem. I start over, but I don't want to. Um, <laughs> you're good, you're good. Basically, like, there was artists like... You know, uh, at the time he was going by Bidoof. Now he goes by Bido or Bido. Right, right. Um, and then there was uh, some other artists. I started kind of talking to him, interacting with him. And at first it started, oh, man, your stuff's really good. And, you know, yada, yada. And then I think the first time my stuff really got noticed was when uh, there there was an art contest for um, what Belin was doing at the time. It had to do with uh, mm-hmm. designing a naval. So, like, we designed, we got to design our own navels and then submit them and uh, mine didn't get picked or whatever, but but a lot of um, com- people in the community were just very enamored with it and you know gave me a lot of feedback on that. And when it didn't win, they were very disappointed, but it was okay. <laughs> right, you know, it's all learning learning experience and stuff. Oh, so. definitely. They, they were probably like, "Man, I really wanted to. I really wanted to see that in game." <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I understand why it wasn't chosen because I mean. It, there was a lot that was kind of wrong with it in terms of like proper it, it, um their the way they choose what goes in game it has to be done a specific way you know and they have their own particular way of you know requirements of of uh in terms of art how it has to look um you know if it's going to be laggy or not things like that so Gotcha. And then uh, I guess the second contest where my stuff really got noticed, they did a contest for uh, AQ. Uh, what was it? AQ Dragons. Right. And um, my submission won. It tied for second with a few other people, and um, that that was what really, really got my foot in the door. I got reached out to by uh, I believe it was Mimit at first, mm-hmm. and then because uh, me and Mimit sort of started interacting there for a little while um because it, uh when she when she actually was uh, involved on twitter um it, it was a lot of good positive feedback between her and i and we just kind of hit it off and became started becoming friends and um you know she would give me a lot of pointers here and there um on how to kind of improve stuff and i think um she was the one that really got me motivated into wanting to try and get into flash. Uh, and then Alina had reached out to me and she was interested in wanting to basically, uh, 
bring me aboard and give me a trial run to see how I do. Wow. And um, before I got to really de- delve into Flash, Mimic had to work with me for a little while and give me basically a full-on crash course. Because, like I said, for the most part, I had a huge art background. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've done, like, uh, some comic book illustration. I've done... Um, some game design stuff. I've done cons- a lot of conceptual art, things like that. And then again, I did have a huge uh, background, like in college and things like that. So they wanted to kind of utilize my experience, and because they liked what I had to bring to the table, and because I, at the time, I had a decent Twitter following, mm-hmm. and a lot of fans were just like, "Get this guy in there, la la la, look at his stuff, it's amazing, la la la." So, so cool, yeah. At the time, I didn't really. I was kind of burned out with the art, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, was, I wasn't I was even contemplating trying to do art for AA at the time. So I, I was talking to Mehmet, and I was like, man, I don't even know. I, I kind of – I don't think my art's all that good. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of not making any money. It's hard and struggling. And um, so that so she's like, well, just talk to Lena and, and uh, you know, get, give, a, give a shot, you know? Yeah. See, see how it goes. So I was like – all right, well, if you guys like my art, I'll, I'll see what I can do because, you know, and, and then it went from there. So I got my little trial run. Alina talked to me, signed a bunch of, you know, the things mm-hmm. you're supposed to sign. Right. And our um, NDAs and things like that. And then I just got to starting to training. You know, I didn't I didn't get to make a set right then, right there. I had to I had to learn how to use Flash. And man, it was grueling for me. <laughs> the transition from Photoshop to flash when I'm used to using a mouse and I'm used to, you know, yes. working on Photoshop for years and years. And just, it was totally alien for me. I, I uh, can imagine. Yeah. So when these people, you know, they're trying to bust out sets in like two seconds, I'm like, bro, you got to slow your roll. <laughs> you got to go back. You got to learn. You got to slow you know, the basics down. <laughs> when you're doing, when you're doing art, you, you gotta, you really gotta take your time and, be patient and just literally design stuff it it takes a while like to really pick up on it and some people are super quick they already know what they want to do right they're like you know um but me i'm just like i want to translate my illustration style and bring it into you know flash how do i do that how far can i push flash you know what can flash really do what's its limitations and i've always been told oh flash is the most limiting art program out there and i'm like i don't i don't know like i've been able to pretty much everything i've done in photoshop i've been able to duplicate in flash sure it's harder and trickier right it's it's fun if you can utilize it the way it's supposed to be utilized yeah definitely that yeah i can imagine that switching over to like a whole new program because i've always noticed that like adobe programs are really they're they're huge they're really good programs you can do a lot but like when you mm. open it up for the first time it's like looking at a spaceship it's it's you're like whoa yeah, hold like on a second oh, like oh, i really totally need to take a second element. to learn this yeah yeah and, and i mean i heard you talking the other day about gimp and i'm just like yeah i know a lot of people are using gimp but i never used gimp i mean uh, i was yeah? using flash writing out of college man like uh, right. i paid for it and everything so like i had the student edition i I don't know, and it was pretty in- intense um, because I was using way back when I was learning Flash. It was like 2004, 
And um, okay. back then, um, Flash was owned by Macromedia. Right. And um, it was before you know, Adobe swooped in and took it. But I I was learning the most ancient version of Flash. So, like, I mean, I was doing 2D animation and animating the old school ways, you know, where you're animating on paper and then scanning it in and doing it that way. And Right, right. So I'm very old school when it comes to my art. Well, that, that's cool, um, though. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of, like, old school art. There's a lot of personality in in those art pieces like when they're done really old, like the old fashioned way, I should say, I, I think yeah. it, it almost is the same to me as like, <clears throat> like a, like digital photos versus like film photos. Cause like film photos, you have, you have to really plan out your shot and everything and take the photo mm-hmm. and, and you can hold it. And there's just so much human personality in that photo. So like old art done an old fashioned way in like an ancient way is, is a, uh, I don't know. You can just, you can relate and, and resonate with it more, I think. Yeah. I mean, doing, um, like I said, when I was, when Mimit was giving me the crash course in Flash, um, she, it was in the middle of, there was a bunch of things going on, so she didn't have uh, the amount of time she really wanted to give me because, I mean, she was even, I believe she was number two helping Alina even then. And so I was working with, uh, Mehmet, Alina, and Reens. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't get to interact with Reens that much unless I submitted something and she needed me to correct some things. Uh, I didn't interact with Alina as much as I would have liked, but I understand because she runs the company. She she runs AQW. Right. So She's in terms of time, busy, yeah. I just didn't have I didn't have a lot of time. So a lot of it I had to do on my own. It, it was very 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 difficult. Uh, but a lot of it was I, I, I would learn by kind of, uh, researching a lot of, uh, images and things like that on Google prior. So like if I had to design, uh, something that had uh, clothing or something on it, well, a lot of people struggle with clothing in flash. So I tend to look up real, real world photos and study the shading and the, how it's designed and how it looks. Right. And then Mimit would try to teach me how to translate it so that it it's it looks more complex than what it really is. So so like there's a lot of trickery and uh, mm-hmm. and and things like that. Because at first when I was designing stuff, I mean I, there was hundreds of thousands of lines in my work, and I had to go through and I had to delete all of them. Oh jeez. I was, I was <laughs> like I said, I'm used to drawing. Yeah. And scanning my work in and then, you know, going from there. So when I was in Flash, I mean, I was doing everything very complicated. Um, I didn't have any uh, experience at all doing tablet work or anything. So everything I did was with a mouse. I was, uh, poor Alina, she was, she was telling me, hey, don't burn yourself out. You know, because I would take, uh, I would take days, and I'm, when I say days, I'm talking literally. I would not sleep or eat or anything until my work was done. So, right. like, we're talking, you know, sixteen plus hours of just doing art in Flash nonstop. Even my wife was concerned. So, <laughs> I just that's just how I get. I get very obsessive and immersive in my work. So, oh well, and that's a good thing. I, I think that's a that's a good thing. Like, I obviously like. To an extent, like you, you know, sixteen-hour days. Sure, like, you gotta. But I, I under, I, sure. I, I understand that. And this is all like volunteer work, man. I'm not getting paid for this. Yeah, so. well, it's also like you I have just love art. You have a well, of course, you you love art, and I always think that if 
if people want to do something creatively and in this case art um if, if people want to do that like yeah it's really great to get compensated for your work and and you should and rightfully and rightfully sure. so um but you you have just as much fun and you're just as dedicated to it if you're not yep. getting paid because you love it it's your passion sure. it's your it's exactly. your thing you know um and, and, and ultimately my goal was to get my you know get my work in there and uh, right. i was just like if i love it and the players see how much i love my work and they know i'm investing all my heart and soul into it they're gonna want to buy my stuff yeah and, and it'll and it'll shine through it. yeah so, ex- exactly yeah. and it'll it'll show through your work that, that's really cool i was gonna i was gonna ask but you you sort of answered it but um about well, that's fine about you did all like with a mouse i can't imagine that is hard like i've tried to know really even now yeah years later still using a mouse man that is because i mean obviously i don't i'm no (laughs) no photoshop wizard i just know how to make basic little thumbnails and do basic things but uh like for like you example you obviously know the program probably inside and out by now um and i i always just trying to I know there's different ways to make lines and stuff in Photoshop, but I've tried just to like, I'm going to try to draw something with like a pen tool. And I'm like, I can't do this without a tablet. <laughs> like there's no way. The pen tool, the pen tool in Photoshop is, uh, well, me and the pen tool, we've had to have a few battles. Have you? I don't like the pen tool either. But <laughs> gotcha. The pen tool in Flash, that's a whole different ballgame. Really? I, I bet. the pen tool in, in uh, Flash. Well, it's animate now, but you say you're still using mouse. Have you ever had the opportunity to work with like on a tablet? Sure. I mean, tablets are a little easier to use in Photoshop. Still not that easy to use in Flash. Uh, wow. Because Flash, they, everything that you draw in Flash, it doesn't even matter if it's one single line. It's done as a a vector. So okay. it's it's not as forgiving like if you draw a line and you mess up you need to go back and kind of delete that but because there's no way to really i mean you could try and reshape it but if you're drawing it um with the uh, pen or pencil tool or whatever Mm -hmm. it's a little messy so i use the line tool with everything i do in uh, flash okay so explain for me and i'm sure people listening that don't know now I've I've heard the term like vector for an image, but I don't I don't really know exactly what that means. So if you could elaborate on that a little bit. All right. So vector uh, images, at least for me, uh, the way they are just means that you can resize it any any size you want, and it never uh, gets pixelated. It basically keeps it sharp, clean. Okay. Look, no matter no matter what you do, and that's awesome. When you're importing your when you're importing or sorry, exporting your work from Flash into Photoshop, um, it usually does so without importing the background with it. Mm-hmm. So when you save things as a vector, it will usually save it with no background at all. So so it's like say, a transparent background. Me, yes. So gotcha. for me, uh, I don't save my work as GIF files, but I know a lot of people that do. I save all my stuff as uh, PNG files because it keeps the integrity, it keeps the clarity. I mean, the file's bigger and has a little more memory to it. Sure. But in my experience, when I do commission work or something, I always submit everything as uh, PNG files because 
um, I want you know people to get the best bang for their buck. Oh, of course. Uh, that way, when they that way when the tickets go get printed, uh, there is no lines missing. Uh, the colors are all there. You know, right? Stuff like that. That's it. That's super interesting. <laughs> this is so this is so interesting to hear. I'm learning. I'm learning so much, and I'm sure everyone listening. I mean, there's well. more. There's much more complexity in terms of the terminology to it, but I, I just a layman guy, man. I just like, okay, so it does this. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so when you, here's a here's another question I just came up with, which is interesting to me. So like when you when you make the let's just say you make uh, an art piece for AQW and in in Flash or um, now like when you add little effects to it like particles somewhere or it it moves in in some way like i'm not talking like when the character moves i'm just saying when you're standstill the actual armor might have like a little lightning animation or something do you would you do that or like would someone else do that like did you know how to animate like that um so real times or sorry real talk when i was trained i was specifically Mm -hmm. told at the time do not use effects filters um gradients or animations um, okay because at the time which i'm, I'm sure you probably have encountered but there was mm-hmm. a tremendous amount of lag the servers were not the greatest right and they were in the middle of upgrading their servers gotcha um i, I don't know if you've heard the 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 stories of the great um you know reset or whatever that they were trying to you know, mm-hmm. update everything and yeah but but anyway, so they were in the middle of doing all of that, and so they would just they, Alina would basically just say, "Look, this is all we need. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this." And I was like, "Okay." And oh yeah, and don't make uh, color customizable stuff as well because that also compounds the the and adds to the lag. So gotcha. see, these are all things I never knew. Yeah. I never knew any of this. Yeah, yeah. So me either. Th- she was just like, make sure there's not a lot of lines in your work. Make sure you don't use too many colors. Try and keep things a little simplified. So like, cause that's the AQW style. Yeah. So me, I thought I just assumed, well, if Dage is doing this, I, I assumed I would do the same thing, but they said, no, no, no. <laughs> right. want, it's hard for us to trust. It's very, very difficult so, because otherwise we'll have to turn it into some kind of paying set or something because I mean, th- there's a whole, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it if you want, but sure. Yeah. I, there's I'm a whole all rhyme or reason as to why some sets have to look less complicated than others. So like for your paying sets, those are the ones you can go as crazy. You want them. You can add all the effects, the CC stuff and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that those are usually the ones they, they'll uh, do in, um, you know, an LQS or something like that for, um, because I mean, ultimately, as I stated, they want you to keep things within the style. And if you go a little nuts, they'll still take, you know, they'll still accept the art, but they do it. They do so sort of begrudgingly unless it's planned in advance. Okay. I want this. It has to be looking like this. Alina's very particular. So like if she gives you instruction, this is how it has to be done. Right. And, um, Reigns is also the same way because if most people don't know, Reigns' whole job is to edit the art, prepare the art, and when it goes in, she tests every little thing to make sure it's up to snuff, to make sure it works properly, make sure there's not a lot of lag. If there's a lot of lag or something's not working right, she'll send it back to you and be like, look, you've got to fix this and fix this and fix this and fix this. So 
I mean, it's a huge process and it can get grueling if you're not prepared for it, you know? Right. Yeah. I can imagine. For me, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was really hard, but I did enjoy it. It was a, I'd love to learn. I work very good under pressure. Even if I hate pressure, I work really, really good under it. So, right. Um, I feel like I'm getting off way off tangent here. No, no. You can um, talk about whatever you want. Four is yours. So like I said, there's a whole process. And usually it starts with, okay, we're just looking for this. And and then once you, you do that and then you submit it, then they look at it and they're like, all right, so that looks good, but we also want this, this, and that. Yes. So like I'm like, okay, they'll send it back to me and then i got to make those modifications. So I, I – you know, it's a it's a back and forth, a lot of back and forth, a lot of communication. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I was working with what, who I call the big three, the Holy Trinity, which <laughs> is, you know, like I said, Alina, Reigns, Mehmet, all three of them. So right. they gave me tremendous amounts of feedback, um, lots of uh, praise here and there to make sure that I was comfortable. Because there was a lot of times I wasn't sure, you know, I was out of my element, man, with the Flash. So... There was a lot of times I was, I was, uh, you know, I'd get a little frustrated or something. Oh, and, sure. And Alina would, sometimes Alina would get, uh, hey, what's your number? I'll call you. You know, she'll, she'll talk to me and yeah. assure me, hey, man, look, we love your stuff. Everything's good. Just hang in there. Everything will be fine. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, but like I said, for me, because, I mean, so to kind of get into it, first off, um, I, I suffer from like PTSD. Right? Okay. I have, I'm also on the spectrum and there's little things like that. So mm-hmm. my, uh, when, when I, when I deal with instruction and stuff like that, um, I put a lot of pressure on myself, uh, to make sure everything's perfect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. So like insane amounts of pressure. And this is an artist thing. I think all artists do this. Okay. But like, I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure everything's tremendous, tremendously perfect. And, and um, every time some, somebody would submit back, you know, they'd look at something and then resubmit it back to me. I'm like, oh, man, I'm just this huge failure. Everything's wrong. But then right. it broke it down in one way. She broke it down in one simple way. She said, look, what you need to uh, keep in mind is that it's okay to suck. What that means is... All your work's not going to be perfect all the time. And it's okay to make mistakes, especially in Flash, because it's so easy to go back and fix when you're when it's in Flash. Now, if it were in Photoshop, for me, it would be much more difficult because you're working in layers. And if you mess up something, you have to go back and you have to redo literally the entire thing all over again. That's good, though, that she – I mean, she's right. Like, it's it's fine. Like, it's going to yeah. happen. And, you know – you're as you like don't learn someone, anything unless you exactly fail, unless you mess up you know right you, you'll never learn you have to mess up to learn it sounds very mm-hmm. counterproductive but it's true you got to mess up to, mm-hmm. to learn and you people you'll always be like your own worst enemy too like you'll you'll do something you'll make something that looks really good like if someone were to see it they'd be like wow that is impressive that's really really good but in your head you're like mm, no see like i gotta do this like it's not perfect yeah yeah so and i'd always get stuck th- that in that happens. trap so when it came to meeting deadlines uh i'd meet mm-hmm. the deadlines but just by hair and i'm like oh man i turned that in i forgot to make this to go with it you're and, right uh, <laughs> yeah you know? no i and, understand uh, <laughs> 
So like I'll I'll submit an armor and I'm like, oh man, I forgot to make this weapon. Oh, oh no. And so like <laughs> and they're like, oh no, it's fine. Just you know, just it's fine as it is. It's still alone, it's good. And you know, just know that for next time. So that and so what I've learned to do is instead of being such a massive perfectionist, mm-hmm. I would just go ahead and make everything I gotta make and then go back and correct things if that needed to be corrected. That way I'd still have time to make things. Right. Because, like, my first set I ever made for the game, mm-hmm. I don't know if this goes into some other questions, but um, my first set I ever made for the game was the Dream Eater, and, oh, my God, that thing had so many problems. Did it? Uh, yeah, like, when I I didn't have time to make the female uh, the female armor uh, color custom, you know, it was supposed to have color customizable skin. All armors are supposed to have CC skin. Okay. So, I didn't know how to do the coding. Uh, I didn't know where to look for the code, so I, I was running out of time. So I was just like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna submit it as it is." Then <laughs> the male version had CC skin because uh, after I had a struggle with the female armor so much, I was finally able to get the coding for the male. But I didn't. I was running low on time, so uh, the male version of the armor it was had CC skin. So. And then many years later, uh, Alina went back and fixed the CC skin, so now the female is CC. Well, that's good. Yeah, like, I mean, I messed up, though. Like, I added a back skirt when I didn't need to, so now, like, there's this janky back skin, or uh, yeah. back skirt par- portion that's still there to this day. And you look back at it, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> Every time I see it, now I'm just, like, reminded, why did I put that there? <laughs> like, why? So... But yeah, man, I went nuts on that one. Um, I'm, it's done in a style that none of my armors are done in, and that's the comic book illustration style. Right. Uh, I guess you can kind of relate it to how uh, Ozzy, I mean, well, Diaz is what he was known as, but Ozzy mm-hmm. also do, uses a particular style when he draws all his PQW stuff as well. Very yeah. cartoony looking. So that's what the style I used on the Dream Eater, and that was my first armor, so I just went nuts with it. Um, that's, that's cool. And they were telling me, no, just, you know, it's fine. You don't have to do all this. This is your first armor. It's okay. You know, it may not be the best, but just use it as your launching to help you know, build your confidence, self-esteem, and all that. Because I always have battles with those confidence, self-esteem, depending on my heart. So right. I'm my own worst critic. Right. I, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I ba- I, I, I just get into my own head, and, and I do that a lot with, with other things, yeah. obviously, but... Yeah, that is super, super interesting. I'm learning so much. This is like, this is more than like, I I was like, I don't know. Like I, I had a, a set of questions that I wanted to ask you and you're just giving me like more and more, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's like I'm, because I, I mean, I read all the questions prior. So I was like, okay, I can, I can answer all those. But yeah. I've never had a, I, I'm a chaotic person in terms of, I'm not chaos, but like very scatterbrained. So like, mm-hmm. You open a floodgate and everything is just gonna come out. I mean, it's perfect though. <laughs> it's it's inter- it, so. it's interesting. I, I like it. It's good, and I'm and I'm sure the people listening to are are learning a lot as well because this is stuff that I've wondered for as long as I've been playing <laughs> AQW, and now like yeah. I, I get it now. Like I I, I see it. Um, Mimit did he like what she was able to show me and teach me, dude. She like helped me a lot. So, and uh, she was there almost a hundred percent of the time. Like, because I would hit her up, uh, well, I mean, at the time she was on Skype, so I'd always hit her up and be like, hey, I'm 
I'm struggling or, you know, and she'd always help. And, uh, you know, like even if she wasn't able to kind of share screens with me and show me, uh, all the time, she was able to kind of, you know, help, uh, you know, keep me grounded and let me know, Hey man, it's okay to suck. If you're stuck, you know, if you're not happy with your stuff and you think it sucks and, and it's not working out, then just kind of just keep, keep at it, you know, and right. just keep in mind that, that it doesn't need to be, you know, this way or that way, it, because the way you interpret something may not be the way somebody else interprets it. You know, that's true. Just, just submit your work, have fun with it, have fun. That's ultimately what art is about having fun. Of course. You don't need to be, you know, beating yourself up to make the perfect line. Just, just do it. Just make it happen. And, and it'll, you know, everything will work out. Right. So. Yeah. I, I agree that, <clears throat> excuse me. I agree that, you know, making art and whatever art form that is, um, in this case, you know, AQW armor, just art in general, but I, it's always, you're, you should have fun because yeah. it, it, once you're not having fun, then, it's just it's a chore and it's not fun anymore like you're supposed to have fun that's the first thing you should always make sure you're doing is am i having fun if the answer is yes keep going like you're having you're having fun and some people you know get mad when people have too much fun making art and then they're like oh you can't make that art that's whatever and that's a whole different story you know always have fun number one and i when they when they were saying that like you know it's okay to suck and stuff and that that happens You, you you can never it's impossible just to be perfect at every single thing you do the first time true um that that goes back to you know you have to fail to succeed um yeah yeah and and that when you know they're like just submit it and you know just keep going and keep making art and you'll get better you'll discover your everything about it and uh it's just cool to be able to go back and look back like okay well here's my first armor that i made that was released and here is you know the most current one that I made and you can see like a timeline yeah. through the style and how much better it increases. For sure. The hard thing for me as well was, you know, I would also submit, you know, screenshots or something of my progress uh, on my, on my Twitter to get feedback, you know, from the, you know, other artists or players and stuff. And a lot of that pressure I put on myself, was because some of the feedback wasn't always the greatest. You know how people can be. Right. And um, I took it, I took it way too personal at the time because I just didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't emotionally in a spot where I should have been in the first place. Gotcha. When I look back on my experience now, I should have, I should have just not really cared. I should have just kind of posted what I wanted, left it alone, and then went back to my art, not paying attention to anything. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, I, it, it, I was always very connected to the community, and I was always a player first and an artist second. Mm-hmm. I should have uh, switched. I should have flipped it and been an artist first and a player second. Right. Um. But I just, you know, it's trial and error, man. I, if I had a chance to go back and redo things, I would totally, totally handle it different. Definitely. Is, was there was there anything else that you wanted to say, or, or did you want to move on to the next question? I don't even know what question I'm on anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm looking at you. You, the you question. You answered <laughs> you answered a lot of them, like like in yeah. that whole thing, which is good. Um, but I just want to let's see. We talked about your history, AQW history, and how long you've been mm-hmm. playing. Um, so okay, how how did you find out about AQW or 
I should say uh, Artix Entertainment. Was AQW your first um no game? No, definitely was not my first game. Okay. Um, so back in the day MySpace was around and in my in the MySpace heydays um yeah. Artix Entertainment used to uh post ads there for them to pr- help promote them on like the login page you would sometimes see ads on the on the you know in the background. Yeah. So like I saw an ad for I think it was Dragon Fable. Gotcha. And uh, this is back when Dragon Fable first came out, and Dragon Fable was basically my gateway into Artix Entertainment into their games. So, um, I I originally started with Dragon Fable, and then I got into um, AQ Classic. Mm-hmm. I liked the complexity of the mechanics of how AQ Classic worked at the time, but back then it, the art was. Even they'll tell you it was pretty bad. Yeah. So I kind of didn't. I wasn't able to get into it. It was kind of one of those very, very, very old kind of games, and the art was not the best. Right. So, so I stayed stuck to Dragon Fable, and then through Dragon Fable, um, which oh man, I love that game. Um, then I went to like MetQuest because mm-hmm. Dragon Fable came out before MetQuest. Right. Um, and then I was once I discovered MetQuest, I was like, oh man, this ha- this has everything I could ever want mechs sci-fi i mean all right. the good stuff so i stuck to mech quest and didn't play dragon fable as much and then after uh i think after mech quest uh, came what the warp force or something mm-hmm. that game was not that great but didn't that game didn't last that long it, it just felt like uh, mech quest 2.0 gotcha but uh it had a lot of elements of AQ classic and uh so then uh, there was an announcement that they were going to make a game called Adventure Quest Worlds. Right. And the first screenshot that showed of that just uh, blew my mind. It was a very stylized sort of, you know, like kind of what it is. Not what it is now, but it mm-hmm. was done in such a way. Uh, the, the style I had recognized because um, uh, Milton at the time he was doing, he was on board and he was doing little advertisements and stuff for, uh, AQ, um, I'm sorry. He he did a like a little ad or something for uh, Dragon Fable, Artix versus the Undead. And okay. It was the first thing I had ever seen from Milton, and I was like, "Who's this Milton dude? You know, it's animator." Yeah. And um, man, you see that, and it just blew me away. Um, it was like this little mini movie, and I'm like, "Man, I love this style. What is this? I want more of this. <laughs> this is so cool." And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it just it was so neat, and then um and then I saw another commercial he did for uh, MechQuest, which is sort of another little animated sort of movie type of little mini movie thing, yeah. and I was like, man, I got to see more of this. What is this? And uh and like I said, the moment they announced AQ World, it had that art on there, and I'm like, oh, I'm all in this. I don't these other games. Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm in this. Whatever this is, I want this. Yeah, injected in my veins right now. I want this. <laughs> I want it now. So, uh. And then I, as I was, you know, getting into that game, and it wasn't in alpha yet. They were just kind of showing art for it before, you know, I'm preparing people. Hey, we're going to do an alpha. Uh, as long as you're a member of such and such games, and you can be verified that you can get to, you know, you might be able to get in for alpha. And oh man, it it was uh, a lot of bugs. There wasn't a lot you could do, but man, alpha was fun. And I think beta was where I had most of my memories, but alpha was amazing because there was a lot of bugs. And when you first logged on, you would you would 
jump into Yolgar. There was no other maps, just Yolgar. Really? Yeah, and and it was so simple. Just you know, they were kind of just kind of trying to test out interface and little simple things. Yeah. So like, you would just jump into Yolgar. And it was one single room. You couldn't go upstairs yet or anything. It was just one room. And that was the first alpha test. Wow. And um, and uh, it was very simple armor. I think uh, you could equip different hairstyles or something. But, yeah, at first it was just very, very super basic. And uh, you could just type. And they were, they were trying to test chat interface. Um, it was very, 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 very basic. I think there was like two buttons. Yeah two buttons you could click and that was it wow um and the first max cap where they tested the first battle stuff was uh you could um get to like level 10 and uh battle i think the the first boss ever in the game was the uh did you ever get to do the um invasion story arc where you meet sepulcher and altion and you have to choose good or evil or whatever yeah yeah anyway so there's this one uh little dude you gotta fight it's like this it's called the giant uh skeleton giant or something undead giant or something like that Mm -hmm. he's standing outside the castle door to get into sword haven anyway that was the first boss that that undead giant guy oh wow so yeah and he wasn't like hard but i mean to know that that was the first boss that's really cool to go from him and uh i think red dragon was the first real boss we got to fight and he was hard as hell to kill at the time (laughs) getting an aqw history lesson here i love it (laughs) yeah that's really Um, cool there was a lot of fun stuff with alpha dude yeah well that's good that Um, it, it was able to give you like all these just cool memories yeah I just I fell in love with the art style. Like I said, the moment uh, I got to you know watch those Milton videos, and then uh, they had a little mini game. Uh, uh, way back then, they had a little interface where you could access little mini games, and one of them was Deddy. Oh, really? So I got my introduction to Deddy because you got to play a little Deddy mini game. Yeah. And Milton animated that whole thing apparently. So I was just like, I want more of this. I want. This is this is what games are about. This is so fun. So, I just whatever Milton was involved with, I wanted to follow. You know, so yeah. that I immediately went to AQW uh, once I saw you know the art for that getting made, and I just went from there. And that was when I was like determined. I'm like, I I want to do some art for this game someday. I I don't care how, but I want to do some art for this game. I believe yeah. in this. And I, I was gonna I was gonna ask like, when you started playing, did you ever? think or like fantasize like i want to i want to make art for this game or and yeah. did, you, did you ever yeah. think that it would happen no i mean originally my interest started uh way back when i was playing Dragonfell. i was like man this is some cool art i like this this kind of anime style i mean it's side scrolling it's sort of basic but yeah like, man this is so easy i could do this but when the aqw came out i was like oh this is a three-quarter view okay now we're getting somewhere this this is what i want to do this is it right here so but I never really, I uh, was very shy. I didn't really not interact with the community. I didn't, I mean, this right. is back when the staff were actually, the the core staff back then was Artix, Cicero, you know, Warlick and, and yeah. Alina. And, and, and this is back when they would actually go in the game and interact with the community. Now they they just can't now. It's, it's too much. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're too big now. So. Yeah, they're too big and they got a lot on their plate. Exactly. So, 
it was just it was interesting back then. Like I don't know, it's a different vibe now. But. Right. I wish I had been. I wish I had discovered it at that time because I discovered it in 2010, like September of 2010. Uh, 2010 is still a damn good year. Yeah, right after I agree. Day. 2010, it was a good year. I I agree with that. But man, I I just like wish. I could have experienced it back then, but I'm still happy I experienced it when I did, for sure, because I had a lot of good memories. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, sir, the, the core team was still involved in yeah. 2010, so. That's true. You still get to, you still got to have a lot of good times. Huh? Yeah, it, it, there, there were a lot of good times. You also answered this, I believe, about how long you have been an artist. Oh, so I've been doing art since uh, I could crawl. It all started with cave drawings. No, um, <laughs> drawing and scribbling on the walls, you know, as a child would do. And right. Then um, I got into, you know, as a little kid, you know, you, you get the coloring books and you're like, I want to I do that. So you would trace, you, yeah. you would trace the lines with the crayons and sort of make them your own. But like, I don't know, crayons, man. That's why I first started doodling. And, but when I first started getting real good, I'd say I was probably around... 10 11 12 um that's when i started real noticing that i had i had something and right and i just loved it and enjoyed it and the adults that would see my stuff would like they wanted to really encourage me to pursue this thing because back then i mean i'm 44 so back okay. back in then it was like the 80s you know 90s yeah. uh art was not taken remotely seriously as a career choice um, okay. They were just like, I mean, this looks really good, but you're not gonna, you know, make any money doing this. But like, I had an art teacher back then, and I used to like see he, how he would do art for books and things like that. And he would always encourage me. He's like, "Don't let anyone tell you you're not gonna make money doing this. Don't let anyone discourage you from, you know, what you want to do and follow your dreams and stuff like that." So of course, I just kept up, kept at it. You know, I mean, adults, you you got it. You can't discourage children like. They're very impressionable. So if you're trying to tell a kid, oh, yeah, you're not going to make any money doing this, it's going to destroy them. And then I'm never going to do it again. Well, yeah, that and, of course, like, if the kid is really good at art for being how old kid is, it, like, it, what people are telling them, oh, wow, your art's, like, really good. You, you, you should keep doing this, like, encouraging them. And then they turn their back to another person. The person's like, no, you won't make any money doing this. They're like, well what do you mean this person said i will what do i do like i they're obviously yeah. good so they should and always I met, encourage I met it many because... artists uh, apologies no you're I, fine I met many artists many artists along the way that i would show my work to and they would be pretty discouraging and i think it was because now that i look back it was more like they were intimidated right. um they didn't want the competition so they they would tear you down mm -hmm. um and I, I learned this a lot. It happens even today, like in, in the, because it's such a competitive field um, yeah. that, you know, be careful who you show your art to. Like, just, especially in the comic book world, just be careful because oh, yeah. you'll be tore down a lot. <laughs> oh, wow. And, uh, and I just say, don't let that stuff discourage you. Like, if, if that's what you want to do, just do it, man. You don't need nobody's approval. Just do it. And yeah, no, just do it. Your work will, will speak for itself. Like you don't need to market your work. Your work will market for you. So right. I don't know if that came out right. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it um, came out perfect. I, I totally understand what you're saying. 
Um, part of my issue as an artist even now is that I struggle with marketing myself. Like I, I admit it. Like people mm-hmm. ask me all the time, "Hey, you want to do some commissions?" I'm like, I, I don't have prices. I have no idea how to do all that. I let somebody else handle my business end, and I handle the art end. <laughs> right. And and some people need that. Uh, not. I I I do I struggle with the same thing. Like not I don't obviously make art like drawer. And like that, but I, I do like photography as a hobby, and I I sometimes art, dude. I get gigs and I do it on the side. But when people ask me to do shoots, and they're like, "How much do you charge?" I'm like, "I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to market yeah. that." Um, I, I mean, I eventually do, and I'll admit it. I I definitely underball it from what I probably should be charging, but I, yeah. I'm, at least I'm making money and I'm having fun doing it. But I'm the yeah. same way. I do not know how to how to market that stuff. Like if I had someone that could be like, okay, handle the business end and do all that and just let me do this because I got this. Don't yeah. worry about it. Then it would be a lot easier. But I, I think it's a good lesson to learn, especially if you're making art, how to how to market. And it's for sure. It's I don't. I feel like that's not talked I'm good about at enough. How others. hard that is. I'm good at promoting others. I'm just not good at promoting myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. And, and that's the thing. I'm like, all this stuff I do to promote other people, I need to apply to doing it for myself. Right. I really do. Sorry. Like I said, I, I feel bad. I kind of sort of derailed this whole train. So no, this is an agenda, man. And I wanted to do it. Yeah, no, this is this is interesting. <laughs> I feel like this will help a lot of people. Struggling artists that, you know, just to hear another person's story and how they got there and what they went through. I think that's helpful. So whatever, yeah. whatever you want to say, it's it's all you. So I think that's I think what you said is is true and and people should at least take note of that um about all that and especially like learning how to market yourself because if you have a talent and you have uh, you know like a gift a talent of, of doing something that people need doing people want this done then you know you should do it and then some people feel like oh no i'm like when i do the photo thing i'm like oh i feel like i'm charging way too much when I'm really not, because I look at other photographers that have just as much experience as I have, maybe less, they're charging thousands and people are booking them all the time. And I'm charging like, hundreds. yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just like, how are these people coming up with this price? I'm I know. Like, and I'm like, how are they getting these gigs? Cause I'm like, there's no way if I go to someone, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do a, <laughs> a wedding shoot, it, you know, it's going to be like two grand. Cause I got to go through all this yeah. editing and all this time and equipment and stuff. And then I'm like, oh, I'll do it for like $400 or something. And it's like a all day shoot. And I see these people, yeah. like, how do they do that? I don't have that confidence yeah. to, I, I don't think it's, I don't know if I'm necessarily, well, maybe I am. And I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm afraid, I guess, of, of, uh, getting like denied and turned down. Yeah. Yeah. Same in here. a way, which like, there really isn't there really shouldn't be anything to be afraid of with that. And no. I don't, and I don't sit there and I'm not like, Oh God, I'm, I'm like really afraid to get turned down. I don't even think about it. Like it's just in the back of my head. And, and I just realized that that's just like, I, maybe I just, I don't know how to deal with getting turned down for that. And it's yeah. just, it's something that everyone, I guess that does stuff struggles with. And it's just something that you learn. I don't think you can be taught that. I think that you have to learn that on your own. I could be yeah. wrong. Maybe you can be taught it. And, but I haven't found that out. But I think that you have to you have to learn that on your own. There's so many questions I wanted to answer. I'm reading them now. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that's a good one. Oh man, I didn't answer that. Oh. We're we're gonna we're we're gonna keep going. We'll get to some. I see that um, 
you answered uh, about how you got involved with AQW in that process. We answered it at the beginning. Um, yeah, they definitely, they definitely, um, I, I don't, I want to say suck, but I don't think that's a word. They, they, they definitely came knocking on my door. They just basically hit me up in a, in a, in a uh, like a DM or something. Gotcha. Uh, and, uh, it's always usually Alina that, that does the main thing. She's like, Hey, I like your stuff. What would you think about getting a interview and, uh, getting a trial run? And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess I, I was not sure because I just didn't, I didn't know where it would go, you know? Right. And, uh, once I got the gig though, I mean, I was, cause it was literally Alina and Mimit that were on, in a voice chat and when i got the gig i literally was just crying because i can imagine I yeah believe, i couldn't believe that somebody saw enough potential in me to want to utilize my work in in that way and that all the public would have access to it it all just came and, it, and i wasn't sad it was like you were hard to explain you were like an, like an excited happy like just like i did it yeah, like, yes super. and you're like crying you're like and yeah you're yeah, hyped you know dude, was, and you should be so amazing yeah um oh, very overwhelming because i'm an emotional being but gotcha like i just just uh and my wife like she was super happy for me and of course i just couldn't believe it and so yeah man and i think it was right then and right there i put like oh my god what am i gonna do oh my god how's this oh, oh no i'm gonna fail uh i don't know it, it was i had a lot of fun i think i mean if i had to pick it, it's hard to pick a favorite set that i've made because mm-hmm. i've made a few i mean i'm only i was only there for a year right but man in that year that year feel like it felt like seven oh, i was oh. i did a lot of stuff right so uh i think the one that i had the most fun with where I got to really interact with uh, people with was Stone Crusher. That is so cool. Uh, because what? Well, that one was interesting because originally I was I was gonna make some kind of uh, Earth monk or something kind of set elemental monk thing, mm-hmm. and and while I was submitting art for it, and uh, a guy who was designing the skills and everything for Stone Crusher, he hit me up and he's like, "Hey, can I use this for a class?" And he's like. And I was like, uh, I I don't I don't know. Let me talk to them and see what they say. And uh, that and then they were like, yeah, yeah, this would make a great class uh, in terms of the art and everything. Because I, I went nuts with uh, Stone Crusher. I made I, I made um, I made an elemental to go with him, a big old stone elemental. Mm-hmm. And um, I wanted to animate it and go nuts with the stone elemental, but. Uh, they were just like, nope, it's got to be static, no animation. So I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> like, oh no, because <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, I was so eager to learn and just get in there and and learn things that I wasn't ready for yet, but I just didn't care. I was just like, I want to animate, I want to, I want to do this, I want to do that. How else am I gonna learn? So right, it was a little frustrating because I was so limited. But uh, on my own time, I would go in and try and, you know, download. Uh, other people's work and and sort of break it apart to see how they did it mm-hmm. and uh and that's how i would learn i teach myself how to animate through um deconstructing other people's stuff and seeing how they did it right and, and like reverse engineering it exactly reverse engineering so like some stuff sometimes things would be recycled like if maybe a lightning effect or something mm-hmm. because i'm just like i don't know how to animate this stuff so i'm just i'll just you know i didn't have I was on short on time most of the time when I'd make stuff. Another set I really had a lot of interaction with people with was um, 
like the Brazilian crowd when because um, my favorite my favorite thing is carnival. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why I love that event so much, but I do. Um, but because I, I mean, when you study the real carnival, right? Uh, the costumes are just oh, amazing, and it's all about the celebration of women. So, mm-hmm. um, so I just I was like, I'm gonna go nuts on this, and I just had a lot of interaction with the Brazilian crowd, and they loved me because I I took I took you know, their feedback very sincerely. And uh, I studied carnival and what it was about and all that and did a lot of research. So when I created my set for it, I mean, now nobody really cares about it because AQW is one of those things, you know, this is the only bad thing about weekly releases that I know Mm -hmm. is that art, you bust your butt on some art, right? Right. You submit it and people are like, Oh man, this is the best thing in the world. And then next week, Oh man, this is the best thing in the world. And then your art's completely forgotten about. Yeah, I was going to say, everything just kind of goes down the conveyor belt really fast. So it's like, it'll be it'll be a hype like week. Like, oh, look at this new, oh, I love this new armor. This is so cool. And then something else happens. And then in two weeks, everyone's like, wait, what armor did I like before? It's just like, everyone forgets about it. Yeah, so it's it's just constant, you know? And uh, that, that that's what kind of started burning me out a little bit. Because like I would pour all my heart and soul into my art, you know, and just to kind of see what what people would think. And I, I don't know. Some things I'd create stuff just to cause a reaction. So like, uh, for instance, I created the wild style uh, set. It's a kind of a raver sort of party set. Right. Uh, and it was released on New Year's one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was New Year's 2015. Okay. And um, it came with like a megaphone or a couple. Two different megaphones, a tail, male, female, and then because like the male version was, I inspired uh, like the face off of David Bowie because he's one of my favorite dudes. Oh, I love David uh, love Bowie. His music <laughs> yeah, and uh, his whole way outlook on things. I love David Bowie. It's, uh, I can't get him to him enough. And Gary Newman, all these different you know, you know musicians I grew up with. Right listening to and stuff and i just wanted to pour every ounce of love into that armor of things that were inspiring to me in terms of music and stuff and style and mm-hmm. i i don't know i just i, I love I'm not a raver but i love the style of clothing i love the bright colors i love the baggy yeah. you know stuff the chains dangling everywhere yeah it's fun all that stuff yeah so so i just went nuts on that set i mean and then uh i'm also into huge like cyberpunk you know, Mecca and all that good stuff. So I designed a set for Valentine's Day that was very unorthodox. It, it was basically a mech um, called the Battle Cupid. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, every set I would make, I would try to do something that's never been done. Um, that, because I, I, I got tired of the cookie cutter armors. Like, okay, let's make Legion. Let's make Nation. Let's make this. Let's make that. I'm like, no, that's not for me. I'm not not going down those rabbit holes. I don't, I don't want to make things that are, that have been done to death a thousand times. You know, right. I, I want to do stuff that's very unorthodox outside the box. And, and my art and my style start speaking for itself. And then people started gravitating to that because they're like, well, if, if he can make that, then, then uh, why can't I? So like I was in a, I call it a training class, but I, I a couple other uh, artists were brought on board and I, the stuff I was designing had inspired them to also think far outside the box and do things that are out of the ordinary. That's and awesome. All of it was received. All of it was received pretty well. 
And um, then I noticed some of the other artists, you know, some of the core artists, like back at the time, uh, like I don't remember if it's called Lakin or Lacken, but yeah, he was an artist I really uh, respected. And he made his set because like when I did Stone Crusher thing and I made that big rock golem dude, um, he ended up making uh, like a samurai type set with this huge giant cape with it, which was like this big like samurai warrior spirit guy mm-hmm. and i and i just was noticing like anything i made um it was sort of inspiring others to sort of think outside the box and do the same so like uh goddess i don't know if you ever got to talk to her or interact with her but she was also another volunteer type of artist right and she was inspired by my coloring and shading style so she kind of did you know her own thing uh, branched off of that and made all her she she would make all her stuff I mean no matter what it was it was all color custom that, and I was like cool. man how do you do the color custom stuff for years I was always asking how do you guys do the color custom stuff how 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 and nobody would you know have a try to it was almost like some kind of secret tell me, <laughs> it was like so. a secret underground <laughs> lab secret <laughs> literally yeah and so I mean it, it wasn't years later until after I had left uh you know, that I finally figured out how to do color customizable armors because mm-hmm. man. And, uh, yeah. Now that you know, it's sad now, <laughs> right. Now that you know how to do like the color custom armors were like, did, when you figured it out or someone taught you or however you learned it, did you sit there and you were like, wow, that was really easy actually. Like, how did I, yeah, how did I not yeah. figure that out? You know, like I had the epiphany and I'm just like, how did I not, put two and two together it's that simple yeah (laughs) it's kind of like when the same like things like hiding in plain sight like it's that easy yeah and um so like i guess i mean like i see a lot of people even now you know i'll I'll just give basic you know inspiration to i'm just like don't don't like take things slow it's okay to grow don't be in such a huge rush because you're not gonna you, you know you're gonna submit stuff thinking oh it looks so good but they're gonna be like you know your your stuff may get tore down and you may not like it so just take your time and right learn as you go absorb every bit of knowledge and feedback you can when it comes to art feedback to me there is no such thing as bad feedback and if there's feedback you don't like then you know just don't don't take it personal yeah i mean honestly if people are giving you if people are giving you horrible feedback nine times out of ten especially on twitter it's it's usually jealousy, honestly. Yeah, like, and it, man, they're doing this. Yeah. I I don't know how. I wish I could. And it's just like don't don't let that get you down. You know, if if, if people want to make something, make it. Yeah. But make it yours. Make it yours. Don't try and be Dage. Don't try and be no um you know Nolgath. Don't don't try to be other artists. Be you. Yeah, exactly. Your stuff is your stuff. Yeah. Because too many artists are always following, you know, they want to be the next age, and they want to be the next J6, and they want to be the next Dolgath. I'm just like, dude, just be you. Yeah, you should want to. You should want to be. Oh, I want to be the next me. You know, and, yeah. and they should always strive to be like. When other artists look at this, they're like, oh, I want to be the next so and so. You know, like yeah, it, it should be like you should. It should feel gratifying that people are like, "Oh, I want to be the next Tana Pyre," you know, rather than be like, yeah, "I, I yeah. got to be the next stage. I got to be the." No, I, you got to discover I mean, yourself. And here's a little secret: like a lot of these players, these newer guys, newer girls, newer people, new artists, they don't understand that like a lot of this older nation art 
even Milton himself doesn't like it. Right. It's so simple. Like he's he's evolved so much in terms of what he's done, what he's doing now as art. When he looks back at his old stuff, he hates it, dude. Hates it. Oh, I can imagine. Like, so when all the artists are like, "I want to do this," because this is awesome. I'm just like, would it help you to know that even Milton himself, who created that stuff, hates it? He just it's it's not good yeah like it's just not and all these other artists are limiting themselves by wanting to go that route and it's just like there's better ways to go about it you know be you yeah there i understand exactly what you're saying they're they're stuck in the mindset that like oh it's better because it's old school it's all it's that yeah. that's when it was good but when a lot of the new stuff is is good or just as good or even better so yeah you know it you shouldn't just be, it's like a person that it loves like only oldies music just because it's old. They're like, ah, those Led Zeppelin back then because they're old. Like, yeah, they're good. But, you know, there's also good other musicians. <laughs> the artists that inspired me and I wanted to kind of flock to the most in terms of art direction for me. So Mimit, mm-hmm. I liked a lot because her art was very the you know the direction it's supposed to be in terms of simplicity in terms of shading in terms of all that stuff she used a lot of tricks to make her art look very complicated when it's not Mm -hmm. j6 i love his art because most of the time people think he's a background artist but no that dude he can draw some sets right he's amazing very talented even his earlier stuff and even he, he even he'll tell you man his earlier stuff was not the best but he's he's evolved so much and like um another artist that i deeply respect in terms of their style is tyronius yeah when i first saw his stuff i mean his stuff had a lot of culture in it right like in terms of how it in terms of its designs how it was i mean he a lot of his stuff i think he got it flat for it because it was so complex and it was all color customizable, so it did cause a lot of lag. But mm-hmm. for me, that wasn't even what it was about. It was about the intricacies and how he poured a lot of his own own self into it. Like his, you know, uh, I would always say, dude, your stuff, I don't know, like, wh- where are you from? <laughs> and so he, you know, and I'm like, I, so I can tell you're pouring a lot of your, your own culture into this. And because it, it just, a lot of his old designs are very wild, dude real wild and intricate in terms of like the patterns he uses and and um right. his shading techniques just way out there but he, even he he's gotten a lot more grounded now his stuff's a little more uh aqw centric in terms of simplicity so mm-hmm. i like i like that you know he he you know artists like him will take the time to sit there and reevaluate you know what they're doing and and sort of you know, evolve accordingly so that, you know, their stuff is up to par. So I, and, and, and of course, um, I was also very inspired by Diaz and I didn't know it at the time, but I was following him a long time before I even knew who Diaz was. Wow. Really? Art. Yeah. Ozzy. This is his name. Dude makes so much amazing, uh, illustrations. I just, his stuff, he's got some, a lot of amazing stuff. He can draw, mecca he can draw street fire style he can draw so many different styles and yeah but it, but it, but it's ultimately it's his own style he just has his own his own uh you know look and feel to it 
but like uh yeah i just th those artists there i mean there's a lot of really talented artists even now that are there like i i used to give uh i think you pronounce it lay yeah that's how i pronounce it too like we we could um, be wrong but that's how i pronounce it yeah i i I used to give him uh, like him a little flack because I'm like, dude, your art it's mostly black, mm. but I think he does it as a means to sort of hide. Maybe he's hiding certain things or making it so his art looks more complicated than it's not. Mm. But like in his earlier days, it was mostly black art, and I was just like, I mean, it looks. I, I just I guess I, I I felt I wanted to see more color. I wanted to see more variety, more shading. I wanted to see where it went. So like, I, I my opinion on him was pretty harsh, and it was it was because I believed in his work so much. Like I loved it; it's very amazing stuff. It and is. I wanted it to, I guess I wanted him to push himself so hard that he's doing stuff that's out of his, you know, comfort zone. And I felt his comfort zone was black art, so I wanted him to kind of get away from that and do stuff that's more in color because I wanted you know to see how far he pushed himself and. He's, he has improved uh, drastically, like a lot over the years. So, right. Um, in case he hears this, I just wanted to know his art's amazing, and I like it. Um, hey, Rita's me another too. Art, <laughs> art, art artist that I like a lot too. Right. I can't, can't remember what his name is now, but yeah, there, there's a certain artist I really like. So. Right. I also, now that we're talking about artists, of course, like ever since I joined AQW, I was always like, whoa, this Dage guy really good like he like he created this he didn't start that way this whole thing <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm, I'm sure but like i saw like when i saw what the legion was and like all this i'm like dude this is so cool like this is exactly like what i like like this style like skulls and like just these yeah. really cool looking creatures and armors and then like i would see some of his other work that he would do like post on twitter like paintings or like like sketches yeah. and i'm like Dude, this is sketches so paintings, good. Clay, <laughs> I, I could yeah, three uh, like, D stuff. He does everything. So such a talented person, and yeah. I I was never like a, a a nation guy, more legion, but I can't deny that like a lot of the nation stuff looks so good and so cool. Yeah. Like right now, even though I'm I'm a legion guy, I mean to me it doesn't really matter. It's it's all fun and games, but. I'm wearing Blood of Nolgath because I think it looks it's like one of my favorite sets. I think it looks awesome. Yeah. Um and And um and I did like uh, uh Z's um Z was the one that did the evolved versions of those. Right. And I think Z's version like Z has a lot of talent as well. Mhm. Mm but um I I like how he would take some of the older older sets and just kind of go through and tweak them so that they look new and fresh and just, I don't know, he added reflections to things and things like that. When I found out Milton's technique and why he simplifies his art, it's because ultimately he's an animator. And in animation, gotcha. um, the more complex something looks, the harder it is to see when it moves. Ah, so, uh, yeah, okay. I, I understand yeah. that, yeah. So that's why... That's why um, AQW style is supposed to be a more simplified so that because when your character ultimately when you're looking at your character it's super tiny right that's true so if you can't the tinier your your characters get the it, the more it looks like just a blob like all the detail if there's so much detail 
it's going to look like a big old blob and you're not going to be able to make anything out right. unless you zoom in real close. Yeah, and, and half the time you don't see all that yeah. detail. Yeah, and that makes sense because there's, you know, there has been, but there isn't like any voice acting really. It's all, it's all like three quarter view, like 2D. And like, mm-hmm. so, so your character always has to like be very emotive, like over emote to like, mm-hmm. pr- to show what they're doing and like what their reaction is. So I get that. And it makes sense that, you know, the, the more detail that there is, it's, it's harder to, to, it, it kind of gets jumbled up. It make it, yeah. it makes sense. I never thought of that until you explained it and it clicked. I get it. Yeah. I'd, uh, I learned a lot by interacting with uh, Alina and, and them because I had to pick their brain and ask, Hey, how come the art looks like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And how come there's so many rules? And I mean, as an artist, I, I'm not going to lie, man. Artists have the most hardest, grueling, most difficult task. And they are constrained by tons and tons and tons of rules. Yeah. Um, it is it is so difficult. Uh, but man, if you do it and you love it and you're having fun, it's it's easy. I mean, for me, it was, it was I, I felt lots of pressure, but other people are not me. So right. I just I wish, like I said, if I can go back and redo some things, I totally would because I miss I really do I do miss doing art for the game. Right. So speaking of like doing art for the game like we have been and I'm not sure if you you might have answered this, um, but I if 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 not, then this question is pointless because you answered it. And if you didn't, then we'll hear what you have to say. But did you like the things that you learned from working there and doing art and all that? Have you taken mm-hmm. what you've learned and like tricks and and different things and and applied them to your to your work now? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that would be. I would be ignorant if I said, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no, no, I didn't take any uh, of that. <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot of things. And again, a lot of it was self-taught. A lot of it was uh, learned from, you know, seeking help from other people that took, you know, a few minutes out of their time to hit me up on Skype and we'd share screens and they'd show me how to do certain things. So like, um, yeah, man, a lot of it was trial and error. Even now it's still trial and error. Um, right. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, advice, I took a lot of advice to heed to a lot of suggestions. Um, like a lot of past suggestions that I didn't care about. I, I would try them out like, you know, a couple of months or something after and I'm like, man, that, that's, uh, you know, that was helpful. I can't yeah. believe I didn't do it sooner sort of thing. So <laughs> right. I just, you know, when you're, at the time when I was doing art for them, I was a very insecure guy and I took a lot of things very personal. I, I didn't know really how to act on the internet. So like in terms of social media, I would, I would you know, just like I said, take a lot of things personal. And mm-hmm. I think I should have kept, I should have kept my social media stuff separate from my art thing. And I didn't. Right. And that, that really took a toll uh, because I would bring it into, you know, into my work. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of uh, if I'm feeling a lot of um, well, let's just say like someone just ripped my shit to shreds, right? Well, then I would bring that to my next project, and then I would not be able to focus, so it wouldn't turn out right, or I have an art block, or I'd get discouraged, or gotcha, something like that. So I just 
when you're doing art like this, you have to you have to have a thick skin. Yeah. And I didn't. So I I made a lot of mistakes, honestly. So it you just can't you can't take things like this personal. You just got to do it and yeah. And it's you were part of the job, you know. Yeah, and you learn from that. So that that was yeah, a good a good sure. outcome. It was it was a learning experience. Um, so another thing that I've I've just always been curious about, and I'm sure that you know other people have too. Maybe they haven't, but I sure uh, have been. Is um so how like when you were at AE, how do they delegate tasks? to to you and, and different artists did they was there a point where um they say here's so, okay so here's like what's happening here's the release we need these armors made everyone pick something yeah. and work on it or did like the project yeah. runner come to you and they're like okay hey we like sat you down like hey tana we really think your art style would fit this armor would you you know like to work on it how did they so, do that alina had an itinerary um deadlines and things like that and it was, she it was usually a google document and she would email it to us and it it she would uh ask you know hey what do you want to work on this is how much long you had to do it um and she would let us be able, she would let us pick and choose you know mm-hmm. so like th- sometimes there were very specific things that she would hit us up and say hey i need this by such and such time can you do it and i was like yeah sure um, and then I'd let her know, Hey, I'm still working on this, not done yet, but like, I would definitely be able to do that. Uh, I'm very anxious to get that done. She would very, be very, very flexible and allow us to, um, kind of, like I said, pick and choose what projects we'd want to work on. And then, you know, depending on the time. So like for me, it would take me a long time to complete a project. So I would usually pick a project that was pretty far out mm-hmm. and then, uh, then I would know how long I had to work on it. And uh, it was trial and error, really, for me. And then yeah. sometimes, like I said, when we're working on stuff, she would, you know, DM us and say, "Hey, um, I am struggling to find somebody to do this. Can you do this?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, no problem." So, right. I mean, being an artist, you have to be very flexible because things can change the drop of a dime and ache and AE man. Like, mm-hmm. it's you got to be flexible. I mean. You just gotta be. So the the most simplistic thing I ever made was uh, there was this release where um, I guess chickens were were involved in uh, invading lore or something. That so sounds like that sounds. Like I just AQW. made a couple <laughs> little chicken nuggets on a stick. <laughs> yeah, chicken nuggets on a stick, bro. Like, <laughs> or um, or I did something as simple as make a hair for like a male character, like okay. an NPC or something. Um, back in the, the there was a time when you where you were able to get gemini's armor mm-hmm. so the male version didn't have a hair a helm uh, you know male hair so i was like all right well i'll do do a male hair for that boom it's done and then they released it but like and that was usually me hitting up alina i was like oh hey i noticed la la, la. i can i can make a quick hair for that and then five seconds later there's a hair so it's just it just depends you know you just got to be very flexible and you got to be willing to literally do anything so at the drop of a dime right so, um but yeah like i said there's usually an itinerary and it usually has releases planned sometimes three months in advance so that's good that's good that they yeah. that they plan out that far and have everything kind of organized and and noted yeah that's good 
and it'll usually it'll usually be a, a Google document. And it'll have this artist is doing this, this artist is doing that, and then, and then you just see where you fit in, and you say, okay, well, I'll take that, that, and that, and then you do it. So nice. It's real simple, pretty chill. That's I mean, good. in that regard. I don't and, know. And she does keep everybody in the loop. So good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. Like when I when I when I was thinking, like, man, how do they do that? That's just one of those things where I'm like, wow, it's that simple, huh? Like, like the it makes release. It makes the sense. weekly releases they seem grueling and they are they are grueling you got to make sure everything works perfectly um and there's always a lot of bugs so right um nine times out of ten when back i mean so behind the scenes stuff they have their own little server staff server so you go on there and me i i'm like well i don't mind testers testing my gear but i designed it i want to test it to make sure it works so like Reens would usually do the hardest work and, and make sure it's you know tested and ready to go, mm-hmm. and then I would go in there and uh, do my own little testing to make sure you know my stuff works on various maps tests and like you know when you're fighting and you're moving and sometimes the arms get detached during the motion or the leg gets detached when you're running yeah you know stuff like that I would always test my own stuff to make sure it works and I, I would I always like to help. Um, like the testers because sometimes there might only be one tester available or two. I mean, you would think there's a lot of people that test those releases, but there's honestly not. It's usually a pretty small little crew and, and there could be tons of testers, but maybe only two log in at the time, you know? Yeah. Back then some people just wanted the, they just wanted the position so they could have all the free gear, but it doesn't work that way now from what I hear. Like I used to have access to the, I had access to all the stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. my benefit, I didn't get paid, but right. But as a volunteer, we had access to the entire thing. So like we could have the only rule was this. You cannot have um any contest rewards or other staff personals unless you ask for permission. Right. So like you had access to everything, Legion tokens, gold, or whatever you want. So, wow. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, you, you, you just don't have access to ACs. Uh, they have to preload those to you. And, right. and they knew that I used to test a lot. So, uh, I mean, they, they, this might be a family secret or something. I don't care. But I would always get like a million ACs. No joke. Because you're right. testing. You have to buy things and sell things and make sure the the features work and you know mm-hmm. everything's working so i mean yeah so and then you know so it's basically like uh obviously besides like legion tokens and stuff it's basically like item of donated awesomeness like rules like no no personals or contest things but like everything else you can definitely generally uh exactly uh, choose from that's cool well yeah i mean you're doing so, you're doing a lot of work you're helping their business and all, out so and also artists get all their own gear that they design for free that's that's basically it and then uh you know and the the, the benefit that artists have also above the other staff is we can design as many personals for ourselves as we want so long as it doesn't interfere with our actual work for the releases and stuff so like on our downtime if we design a personal for ourselves right we, we can use it and that's then cool. at the end of the day, when all is said and done and we get and we leave, that's kind of our reward for all of our hard work. We get to keep our personal. Mm-hmm. That's that's super interesting to hear like that insight. So out of the AQW team that you that you know or or that you that you worked with or still keep in touch with, 
And you already answered one of these. Actually, you answered. You might have. You pretty much answered this, but I want to retouch on it just in case uh, mm-hmm. there was more. But who in the AQW team do you think, in your opinion, like is your favorite artist, writer, and animator, and why? Maybe I'm being biased, but I would like to say that my favorite is Mehmet because okay. she doesn't do art any like in terms of the like the flash art she doesn't do that side anymore mm-hmm. but her writing like at first when she was st- writing her releases um she was still pretty green but now like because she has a pretty decent background in writing outside the game because that's mm-hmm. her career yeah um she does a, a lot of really great um I think her, her releases have improved drastically, like her, her writing abilities and everything. Um, and and she's the main writer in the game anyway. She's the lead writer, so it makes sense that you know her she's her stuff is, is, is as good as it is. Well, yeah, was, yeah. And she does collab with like Arctic sometimes. Like he'll drag her into a room and talk to her, and you know they'll they'll go out hash out releases, and he'll just bounce ideas off her head or something but like she uh is the main writer and then like if i have to go for community artists uh who's my favorites um like as a now currently uh i really like darkon's stuff and i think it's because he's so unique like when when i say thinking outside the box that's the kind of artist i love to follow right uh he really really thinks outside the box i mean his stuff is way out there and it kind of reminds me of when blade was working for uh, aqw mm-hmm. and his his he had a very dark style as well and i always thought blade blade was uh good because i, I thought well i thought his style would fit like dragon fable or aq classic because it's so dark and gritty and yeah. um twisted like he makes a lot of really twisted stuff and Darkon is pretty much that on steroids right it is amazing i mean amazing amazing like i can't even uh and conceptually i think before he even did art for aqw he was doing art and i think he went to uh he was doing i think he, he was in art college or something but he would his style is very dark and twisted and has a lot of i don't know um he's definitely into the horror genre mm-hmm. um and I, it's my favorite genre. So oh, I love anything he makes, it's just, it's just amazing to me. And he's already also proven that he doesn't only make the horror stuff. He can make, you know, non monsters and, you know, non scary stuff too. And, yeah. But I, I prefer his horror stuff. I and mean, like, yeah, just please make a whole game with, with I, twisted horror. I know it, it's so cool to like see that kind of dark and twisted, like demented creatures and art style in aqw i'm like wow this is and it's so cool to see this in this game and there's no even there's no question for me why he was brought aboard i mean obviously they like the same thing they they, he he thinks outside the box he's taken aqw in a whole different sort of direction right and he's inspired a ton of new artists you know and i and i really like that lays same thing yeah um you know, I, I liked what he's brought to the table. He's also helped transform the game. Um, I just, you know, those two artists there for me. And I know there's others. I just can't think of yeah. them right now. Uh, it, the one that I've always mm-hmm. been drawn to the most and I've also befriended 
Um, I, I don't know if he's called Aaron X, but I usually just call him Eric's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. Uh, I never know how to pronounce his name, but I try. I, it's sometimes I'll say Aaron X, or but it's I sometimes I'll just say Eric's. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, I love that guy's stuff. He's such a cool, humble, humble guy. Um, That's I don't awesome. get to talk to him a lot, but when I do, it's always he's usually so chill and so humble and so open to suggestions. Like That's he's good. so approachable. So, um. It, it, I was able to uh, collab with him on something which players may not know, but I um, there was something he did recently. I think it was uh, probably a couple of years ago, maybe, uh, where he did the um, it was like sort of a skater set that it was pretty colorful, right? Uh, and but like uh, skateboards, I I, design, I helped design some skateboards. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, I basically gave him the template, and I was like, "Dude, if you like this, like, take here's a template, man. You don't even have to do all that much work. Just do whatever you want with it. Have fun, man." So he made some cool skateboards, and and then I guess Elaine ended up using the skateboard and throwing some designs on that. And because I, I mean, basically, I just took the surfboard, you know, because I always doing the surfboards every summer. Yeah. And I like how they have that template set up. So I went nuts with it. I was like, oh, I'm going to make a skateboard with this. And then I ended up uh, I ended up using that same sort of template to make uh, vehicles so that you can put any design you want on the vehicle. And oh, it'll look nice. Good. Yeah. But, uh, again, I, I man, if, if I still was working on that game, I'm telling you, dude, I'd be bringing so much stuff to the table right now. <laughs> I would have <laughs> made so many things. I, I would love to see it. Um, I want to, I want to go back a little bit real quick, uh, on, on, on dark on when we were talking about, oh, man, I, to me, yeah. like I, I just, something about his art, man. It's, it's such like the style that I like, like there's an artist that I followed for years since high school, um, been following his work. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but maybe you do and some other people might as well. His name's Alex Pardee and he makes these like watercolor paintings and digital art sketches of like these crazy demented like monsters like that and i saw that yeah. i'm like i'm like when i first saw his art i was like oh i love this art this is awesome and i'm following it for years and then i see this in aqw and i'm like whoa no i'm like yes this is i need to follow this person and keep an eye on everything <laughs> that they and do and i bet they're both the craziest thing is I bet he's the most nicest guy in the world. But like, man, would you want to take a trip in his brain? No, like, man, that I, would just terrify. I know. I love I, it. I'm like, oh man, I cannot rant and rave about Darkon enough. Any artist that, like I said, pushes themselves and they think outside the box. Like, I love rule breakers, honestly. Like in terms of art, when you're yeah. breaking the barriers and breaking the rules, and just showing how far art can truly be pushed. Oh, the, sure. Um, you're limited by your imagination, literally. That's the truth. So mm-hmm. a lot of uh, newer artists these days, it's strange, but it's almost like uh, people aren't as creative as they used to be. And like a lot of these more newer and younger youth coming in, they're always like, well, what do I do? How do I do this? And I'm just like, man, um, honestly, the way I got into it is I just, you know, I read comic books, watch anime. I'm inspired from so many different directions and I just kind of, when I look at a piece of paper, I look at it as, you know, many people see a white piece of paper, 
but I see an entire universe in move in in motion, yeah, like constantly all around me. So for me, it's real easier to it's real easy to just kind of you know start with a line. Usually, when I'm drawing people, I always start with the eyes because the eyes are the most important part to me. Mm-hmm. They, they convey a message. So I start the, with the eyes and I draw around that. So I, I, everybody has their own thing. Um, but right. yeah, man, Darkon. Now it's time. I want to touch a little bit about um, Tana. Um, All right. I want to know more about that. So um, how did how did Tana come come to be like in your in your head? Was was this an OC that my you, head cannon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was this an OC that you have always had like in your mind, or like so, like has has Tana always been kind of a part of your art in some way if it's in regards to you know the female thing or just i don't know yeah, um, yeah. well i mean sure yeah but like i don't know like how did the name you... change the the name like i don't know so when i first uh made the account that i use right now mm-hmm. it originally started off as luna Soulfire. okay um and but the but the character was always there it was just a different name Gotcha. And I don't know. Uh, at first, it was oh, the four letter slots are available. Let's see what four letter name I can create. <laughs> right. And I said, well, Luna Soulfire has always been about fire, first and foremost. So that's never changed. The theme has always been fire. Um, so I basically did a lot of research and d- dug up names in different translations and different, you know, uh, all parts of the world, different meanings for fire. Uh, flames, whatever, and Tana, from what I understand, is uh, it means uh, it's like star princess or something like that. Okay. Something, so, something that has to do with fire and stars made out of fire and gas. So, uh, so something like that. So I was like, all right, well, I want, I definitely need her to have a last name. So. Mm-hmm. I just went with Pyre naturally because, well, it also ties in with fire. Yeah. So, um, it was just a natural fit, and I've always been really good with coming up with names. So, uh, and then I just decided right there on a the fly to try and create some kind of canon for her, so that if people ask questions, you know. But the truth is, man, I would make up stuff on the fly, and yeah. I just sort of it just it just kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah, and you're like, wow, you know what? That's um, actually pretty cool. <laughs> but like, yeah, and I don't know. I, I knew that I wanted her to be an elemental, and I wanted her to, to like I said, utilize fire. Mm-hmm. And I know that like it wasn't one of those things that was really widely used at the time. Um, so I, I wanted to do something that you know. I mean, like I said, but back then most people were just Legion Nation, Legion Nation. Yeah. And I'm like, there's not a lot of elemental people. So Right. I was just like, all right, well I'll create this fire character. And I didn't know a lot of people in the community at the time, so I didn't really make it, you know, a thing. I didn't want to be in the spotlight. I just sort of created a character, created a universe for her, made a little headcanon, as people do. Right. And then uh and then I really sort of I don't know, started po- get obsessively posting as much art screenshots and whatever of her as I could. That way, whenever people saw their timelines, all they saw was fire, reds, oranges, <laughs> yellows. I wanted to yeah. catch their eye. 
so that they would not forget who I was. <laughs> gotcha. I don't know if I'm going off on tangent. The no, original no, no. question is what what what's the story with with Tana? Yeah. And then I wanted her to be a female character because I honestly ever since I was in high school and played D&D I was gamed as a female character. I don't know why. It's just right. I'm more comfortable playing female characters for some reason, I think. Yeah. Um even, you know, playing games on like Nintendo or whatever, and I'm talking original Nintendo, I always would pick the female characters. Right. So I just thought I thought they look cooler. I thought, you know, having a female character that can kick a lot of ass would get a lot of respect. Yeah. It's cool. And so like when I create stories for them, I always try to make them as realistic and grounded as possible and I always base them off of me. So Okay. Uh and me I'm pretty like a you know, elements in my life and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's important, but <laughs> I always try to make my characters as relatable as humanly possible because most people that play these games are, they're not coming from, you know, the best backgrounds. Uh, some are damaged, you know, stuff like that. And so am I. So I want to make my characters relatable as possible. Definitely. Um, had I got to stick around in the game a little more. Yeah. And make an impact. Uh, I had so many plans for my character, man. I mean, there were so many. And uh, it, it was going to be pretty inspiring, really. But uh, I'll get get into it more if, if, I, if I need to. But gotcha. I just, um, yeah, she's very special to me. So That's good. See, like, it's always interesting to me um, when people can create these characters and, like, a lore for them and... I have a whole backstory and history because I like I don't have a brain that necessarily works like that I guess like I, I would have trouble mm. sitting down and like all right well I want to make I think it'd be cool to have like a no see and just have fun with that and give them like a like a backstory and, and, and lore and stuff like that but I just always find it really cool and inspiring when I see people do that because like I have trouble doing that so I like to you never played any role-playing games not not no really, no. no Magic no. the Gathering? No anything? I still, uh, Magic the Gathering, oh. yeah, but I've played a lot of Magic, but um, D&D, no, I've actually never played D&D, and I want to. Oh, it's so fun. I, I've, I've if heard... You, if you have a good DM, though, you gotta have it. Gotcha. I've heard a lot of good things about D&D, and it sounds fun, and I definitely want to give it a try. I have fun playing Magic. I haven't played in a long time, but when I did play, once I got introduced to it, Magic was always fun. But it's I just all, think that's so it all interesting. Helps with creativity. Yeah. Creativity is like it's 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 such a thing if you have it, you need to hold on to it with your dear life. Cause yeah. It can take you places. Cause not a lot of people have it, you know? Um mm -hmm. you you actually touched on like three questions that I wanted to ask, which is which is mm -hmm. awesome. Cause I, one of the questions I was gonna ask was um I noticed that like with Tana, like there's a lot of fire, which I said, hence the word pyre in her name. So I was, mm -hmm. I was going to ask, you know, like why, like what made you want to incorporate that, um, um, into her, into the name and, and into the, the artwork. But you, you pretty much summed that up for me. And that was, that was yeah. a really good answer you gave. And it was really interesting because I learned a lot. Well, fire also represents like rage. And right. I mean, fire could also represent life, but, it's usually mm -hmm. rage and anger for me and i i just wanted to be able to create a character that pretty much encompassed you know all of my struggles all of the things i've gone through and 
um, that, you know, through it all, she still rose to the top like a Phoenix, you know, yeah, uh, you can't keep her down. She'll, she'll always come back, you know, stronger right. than before. So, and, um, I, I really liked, um, the elemental, uh, avatar fan. Okay. I think that's, I think she's called fan. Yeah. Fian. Right. And, um, I wanted, you know, Tana to have, you know, a mother figure that wasn't there, but, but helped bring her into the world. And, um, so I, I chose Fiam to be that. And then, um, that's definitely part of the lore. And, um, I made it, I made sure it could be at least make UW its canon. So I, I don't know. I just really love that character and fire always has a special thing to me, even in real life. Like fire has always been something I have an affinity with. So right. I, yeah, fi- I don't know. <clears throat> I symbolically speaking, it's just, right. It represents, you know, like I said, all my struggles and that like, no matter how much you knock me down, I'm going to get up and of course. I just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I chose the, the female aspect because I, in terms of, you know, how I see myself, how I view myself, um, I, I respect women because they're super strong. They have a, they have an unyielding strength and resolve when it comes to say protecting their children. Mm-hmm. And, um, I always put them on the highest pedestals. And so like any, anytime I game, I want to make sure it's as a female. I need them to get their dues, you know. I right. want to show people that females ain't ain't weak and human yeah. and frail and damsel in distress shit. Like, yeah. nah. That's inspiring. So, when you were talking about the fire, it made me think that <clears throat> uh, fire is 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 beautiful. Like it's it's it has so many things in it that makes it beautiful. It, it's 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 warm. It's the colors are warm and inviting, but at the same time, it's like it can also be destructive and hurtful. Yeah. So exactly. there's like it counterbalances itself. Like um, it's beautiful, but don't get close because exactly it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It'll bite you. You'll learn that as a kid when you touch the stove. <laughs> like yeah, it, so you'll, just, you'll like, learn. The the thing also that made me chose fire as my main thing is like one of my character, well at least canon, is that she has the ability to create whatever shapes she wants with it. Like fire is the most was one of the most moldable things, but but it's also alive. It has a life, life of its own. So, right. Like, I mean, my, my canon, I mean, Katana was able to make clothing and weapons and also her, uh, one of her abilities was she could re kind of reformat, uh, weaponry. So like, let's say she got a hold of the blinding acts of destiny or whatever. Right. Okay. Well, as I've already done with the game, I created my own. She has the ability to kind of, take a weapon uh basically purify it with her fire and reshape it reformat it into something of her own creation and has her own power and energy into it so it's sort of cosmic i i guess it's just something that she learned to do Mm -hmm. and and i i wanted to kind of do that like again that's kind of why i like you know darkon because it seems like in his canon He's able to do something somewhere similar where, you know, except he does it with people. He turns people into weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but, like, he, he reformats them and turns them into his part of his weapons and his armory. So, like, I, I like, you know, just sort of that concept of being able to purify and renew and 
recreate uh, something from nothing or something that was pre-existing and improve it, make it better. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. I've always liked. That um, is interesting. I I appreciate you for sharing that. That that's awesome. Um, yeah. You uh you you mentioned to me. I'll ask you. I can combine these questions actually. Um, Go ahead. That you mentioned to me that, or while we were t- talking about uh, comic book illustration um, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and 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 enjoying and being drawn to comic books, um, and I and I think that again, like I'm a layman when it comes to comic books. Like I've read comic books, but I haven't really delved in and 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 lended a lot of time to them. Which I, the more I I see them, I I want to and and I will because I think they're a, a very important part of uh of american culture and stuff and um mm-hmm. like do you have any inspirations um for like comic books like if you're illustrating and three like like, like say well, four technically like, four like like say like i know about i know who frank miller is um i had to who i had doesn't? to google yeah <laughs> right i had to google a couple of them but i found joe simon i didn't know who that was but i i looked him up and and he was one most that I of my was most of my inspirations are are older. I mean, they're still in work today, but mm-hmm. like they were just stuff I grew up with. So like for me, originally it was Kirby. Okay. Jack Kirby. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one of the most famous um, that a lot of people. I mean, he's one of the founders, man. The original founders of like Marvel. So right. And like his entire art style is to this day is still emulated. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for him, there would be no real definition of what a hero should look like and what a villain should look like. So, like, I mean, he, he's always been a huge inspiration for me. And I think in terms of my style and how I draw, you're probably going to see more Kirby than anything else. But McFarland also mm-hmm. um, was a big, you know, inspiration when I saw him drawing in the 90s. And he, and, uh, he was drawing for Marvel, you know, and he created Venom and that whole you know if it wasn't for him spider-man wouldn't have the big eyes you know oh wow oh, famous for making i didn't Spider-Man know that have the big eyes gotcha um he gave batman his more darker and grittier look um, okay so if it wasn't for todd batman would not be more grungy and serious and gritty mm-hmm. so like and frank miller had something to do with that as well obviously right um but like yeah, it's 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 basically you know you got McFarland, you got Kirby, you got Frank Miller, you got Jim Lee was another huge inspiration for me in the '90s. I mean, I did everything to emulate that guy <laughs> because of the way he draws anatomy, the way he shades. I love his cross hatchings techniques. I there's so many things I can say about him. J. Scott Campbell, the guy that created Danger Girl, is another okay. one. Right. Um, really love in, in terms of art and stuff um let's see if i can name any more that i like um i mean i, I could go up for hours dude uh, <laughs> right yeah talking comic book art so that's awesome there's just so many and then there's some anime th- there's some manga artists out there that i also really like I, I can't remember his name offhand uh and i'm probably gonna get murdered for this but that's okay uh the the, the artist had created the look for like ghost in the shell and and um Okay. Akira, th- those artists, like all of those, I got inspiration from everything. Like in terms of my technical art, I would say, you know, the the artists for uh, go, like 
Akira and stuff really inspired me. I love how they he draws the mechanical corridors and everything with the pipes, all that, and yeah, like a lot of '80s anime really inspired me for how I draw my mecha and my robots. And of course, I'm a huge Transformers fan as well. So if I gotcha. had to name an artist offhand that I really love for IDW, it would be um, uh, Alex um, Milne. Gotcha. He's my main guy. I like so. It, it it sounds like the 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 people that you mentioned and how they're like they're older like that they it sounds like they kind of paved the way for for you know future artists and and yeah. comic book illustrators and I think that that is definitely something to take inspiration from and I I also inspire uh, a lot of like real fine art kind of dudes inspire me as well like uh, Boris Vallejo Frank Rosetta mm-hmm. um, Julie Bell which is you know has uh, Boris's wife but like famous painters and stuff like they do a lot of fantasy art and then like of course of course Geiger or Giger right I think it's Geiger but like HR Geiger oh man he's he's my favorite like you know or I mean if it wasn't for him the alien would not exist uh species would never have existed mm-hmm. and I just I love a lot of different like sci-fi and horror artists so well, I definitely have a lot of people that I need to look up and do research on because this all sounds sounds really awesome. Yeah, I just I, I uh, when it comes to art, I could talk art all day. I love love this stuff. Big nerd. Well, we should have <laughs> to we should we should do that sometimes because that's that's interesting. I'm down to do that sometime. Um, yeah. So, I got one more question that I'm going to wrap it up with. I'm going to mm-hmm. wrap it up with a one last AQW question, and uh, mm-hmm. I, want, I want your opinion on this. What do you think about uh, the current state of AQW. Uh, what path do you think it's headed? And if, say, you were in charge, like you are the leader of AQW, what would you change? Um, and what do you think could change? And I know that a lot of people I see on Twitter, but Twitter, it's hard with Twitter. Twitter's just a place full of negativity and, and drama. Highly, highly opinionated people. Highly opinionated people. And... Uh, they will thank Tumblr for that. Yeah, they will they will draw and quarter you if you do not agree with them. Um, oh yes, but but uh, you know it, it it could you could think that the game is fine and some people don't. There's a few things that I mentioned in I think it was episode one or two, but those are just minor minor things that I would think. But I think it'd be I interesting. agree with you on those things. By the I, way, okay, I think it would be uh, I think it'd be interesting to hear uh, another person's. Uh, point of view on that so if you could maybe talk about that a little bit okay so i i've been with aqw through every bit of up and down even when it was at its worst when like artix came out was very transparent and was talking about the state of ae and where it's at and like they were doing really bad like Mm -hmm. He, he didn't know what was happening at the time but like money wise they were just not doing the best he had to lay off tons and tons of people Milton being one of them, Baleen being one of them. I mean, a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. uh, I even through the the harshest of times, I thought, you know, I don't care how dead the game is, I'm still gonna keep playing it it's just because I want to. I believe in them. I want to keep giving them money, dude. Like, right. I know it's because of us. They're still they're still alive. So, I mean, when the dark times came, I still did my best to give like two hundred dollars here hundred dollars there you know right um because like i mean the current state right now is it's it, i i think if it's still alive it's 
because of AQ3D. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Like, um, because AQ3D did a huge Kickstarter to help it get off the ground. And basically AQW and that Kickstarter are what the biggest reasons why AQ3D was able to stay alive. But mm-hmm. um, I think because of the Kickstarter uh, that Art, that Art, um, Adam did, Artix, yeah. Uh, for that for that Nintendo game or whatever he was doing uh, for the I can't remember what it's called the Dungeon Dungeons and Doom Knights for the NES. Yeah, and um, I, that Kickstarter made I guess four times more, uh, like four hundred percent over what it was supposed to. So I think a lot of that money was what helped also reinvigorate AQW and and uh, well AE in general and just really. I don't know, pushed everybody to be work even harder than before. But like the, the team that's on AQW right now is pretty small, like mm-hmm. because pretty much everybody's on AQ3D right now. Yeah. But like, or, or they're scurrying to get this other AQ2D or whatever they're calling it now, get that off the ground. Um, I think that the current state of AQW right now, it's, it's basically just kind of, doing what it can to stay alive because they know there's a big fan base for it still. There is, a lot of yeah. us OG people, a lot of us OG players are what's honestly keeping it alive. Mm-hmm. And I think b- because they know that um, they're willing to sort of do what they can to help keep it alive for us. But in terms of story, I think it was originally supposed to end after the 13 Lords of Chaos. Like, right. That was it. Um, they were hoping everybody was going to flock to AQ3D. And yeah. AQ3D is big, but but not nearly, not even remotely close to being as big as what Apex Duel and AQW is. Mm-hmm. Those are the two games right now that are keeping, that are truly keeping the company afloat aside from Hero Mark. So um, I think that what they should have done from the get-go, because like during beta, a lot of people were screaming, please put stats in the in the gear you know put elemental stats in the gear to do something to give to make aqw a little more challenging to make it more better yeah and i think at the time they just kind of just wanted to make something real quick and simple and something that you know kids could play what they don't understand is a lot of kids even want to challenge why do you think they play pokemon and other games like that because they're stats (laughs) true stats matter stats matter people they do um you know, the pets should have uh, more functionality to actually help the player. This is why I like Dragon Fable so much and AQ Classic so much because the pets actually matter. They do something. That's good. You know, like, I think I think there's still a lot of work to do, and I don't think they're going to do it. I think that, that that's why they're doing the AQ2D thing because it's basically it's always been AQW... 2.0 it's always been oh this is the aqw that's going on steam mm-hmm. so i mean they want to call it other things but it's literally a simplified version of aqw that's what they're making right now right so my concern is you're gonna to have to start all over again it's gonna have all the same you know art and things but mm-hmm. you're gonna to have to start all over again and you're not going to be able to transfer you know your aqw character to this new aqw aq platform whatever you want to call it it's 
a little unfortunate, but it's understandable. You know, they want to yeah. go in a different direction, and that's fine. But yeah, and that, and that, I'm still gonna stick to KQW. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, and that, and that is a legitimate, legitimate uh, concern. Yeah, I. No matter how many like things that I'm like, I don't. I don't grievances i have with it or just my own opinions like i'll something about this game just keeps me sticking around and i'll it's the art i'm like, there for the art honestly yeah. i'm there to support the artists i'll um, i'll stick around and and uh i and support i it. know it's just a club penguin or a dress-up game but i don't care like i just i've been in it so long and i've spent so much money on it yeah it'd be a shame to just burn it all and throw it away now you know just yeah put too much effort and time into it i feel like i'm kind of stuck with it till the end so and, and whenever the end comes right yeah and you've contributed to it as well so like yeah you are, and i so now i feel i'm obligated now i have to stay there right <laughs> you're you're part of it <laughs> and I, I just think like to keep it interesting they really need uh, i mean maybe the coding maybe the coding is so complex i don't know but i think they should I really think they should integrate stats or something. Make because I mean the the fact that you know all the weapons are the same mm-hmm. in terms of attack power. You're literally just using art. It's not anything special, and they, they don't do like you know damage. They're not like I wish these stats could be customized in terms of like a sliding scale. You know. Yeah. So like I you can that. you can pay gold or or whatever and pump into your stats, you know, just like most games. Right. So like yeah, you could you have perk points to level up your stats and attributes. Yeah, like you have a reason. There's a reason. And I want real consequences like again, sometimes Dragon Fable, like when you make a decision to do this or that, the decision should affect the entire outcome of the entire game. So like from there on out. Yeah. And and there's just no real consequences with AQW. If if you do something wrong, or you don't save a town. It'll just, or, yeah. You know, if you choose the wrong, real, yeah. If you choose the wrong dialogue option, it's just oh, try again. Like, I mean, I love the game. I love it. Oh, I, me too. I love it because of the nostalgia factor. I, I've stuck it out for this long through everything, and I just, I guess, uh, I, I'm, I like the direction the story is going right now, and I just want it to keep going in that direction. Um, you know, I keep, I, I'll hit up Memmet all the time, and I'll tell it look. Your, your writing is amazing. Keep going. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I keep commenting on how you know if it's if it's not if it, if it's not for Ghost animating all the stuff that she's writing, right? I just don't think the game would be as good anymore. Like, mm-hmm. the, the characters are emoting a hell of a lot more than they ever did before. Yeah, and that's just because Ghost, and it's all Ghost. He's a uh, you know making the, the game come alive and it's a reinvigorating my love for it again, you know, cause I had lost all hope and I, and I make, I mean, I'm, I still, I'll still post stuff every now and then, you know, giving critiques and being a little hard on stuff, but it's like, yeah, I just, it's because I love the game so much, you know, I have a huge passion for it. And if I see the potential for something to go, I, I just want, I, I guess I want things to happen in a certain particular way. I think we all do. And yeah, I think that's why a lot of us are so passionate and outspoken as we are, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I guess if I were to be in charge of it, I would integrate stats. I, I would, I would uh, go back and have the coders, uh, start working on stats, man. Like honestly, stats are very important. 
They are. And uh, in terms of, you know, real threats and, and, and situations, I mean, there needs to be some real reasons for, you know, for people to get invested. Like, wars are so boring in that game. They're right. so boring. Um, and there's no, there's no real incentive because all your war rewards, which should be our real reward, they should be free, not cost anything. You have mm -hmm. to grind for them again. You have to grind for metals to fuse into other things. Right. It's just like, why? It's a war reward, bro. You unlocked it by because you got this far. And if you fail the war and the villain wins, mm -hmm. then there should be some serious consequences. Like Babylon gets destroyed. Or, yeah. or uh, you know, a hero dies. An NPC dies. Or something. That Something needs to matter. And there needs to be more, more heart put into that more emphasis on okay if this if you guys fail i mean it you guys fail you know that one's gonna be a crater in the ground mm -hmm. so you can't fail yeah you know? i, I you, were you around when were you around back when evil corp was uh you know when Sharon platinum took over all the games yeah yeah tell me that was not fun it was fun <laughs> That was Tell a good me time. You, you didn't think, oh shit, we better hurry up and, and <laughs> yeah. do this or all our games are in trouble. <laughs> You're you like, well, no, no, it was fun. I felt that. I understand that. So um, I mm -hmm. legit was in peril. I was like, holy crap, we gotta we gotta work together here, man. So I went on every game and was yeah. like, you know, doing everything I could to contribute because I didn't want platinum to win. No, heck and no. then you go to find out, oh, it's just a gimmick to get you to play all our games. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> I know. I, I agree with you on the, on the sense of consequence and loss and, and actual danger. Uh, just, uh, just even, and I agree with you on the stats, but uh, just uh, like the, it's something as simple as like what most games do, like what, what talk about a different game for a second, like, like, like RuneScape, old school RuneScape. When you die, you lose your stuff. And then you have yeah. to either run back and get it, or it's gone, and you have to try to get it again, and it's hard. Like, even the sense of, you die, you're going to lose this, so, you know, choose what you're going to bring wisely, and maybe, you know, kind of, you have to be very strategic about it. Even the sense of just that w would be a, a big improvement. And, and if they would adapt some of the stuff that Spider's doing with AQ Light, he, mm, he, he, yes. has made, he has made so many good improvements that I think AE should adapt into the actual game because yeah, as far as I know, for sure. he's doing it for just the passion of the game and he's doing a really good job. Either, either they yeah. should, should uh, like bring him on board to do that or somehow, somehow ad adapt that in, in some way. Cause people are so passionate about wanting things like that to change. And they've made Google documents and, and all this stuff. Yeah. About things that, There's so, so that, much stuff that, that these that the that um and, and that's why I thought it would be important um to kind of try and track down some of these former uh developers on the game because there's been a lot of people that brought a lot of things to the plate, a lot of ideas and mm -hmm. suggestions and the they none of they all fell in deaf ears. It was just like I mean, when you're having a meeting with Adam in person and you're bringing up ways to improve a game mm -hmm. and none of it's heard, none of it. It's yeah. just like your your soul is crushed. You have no will to want to continue working on the game anymore. Right. You know? It's just because you know well, what's the point of even suggesting anything? You know, nothing's going to happen. And mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 kind of unfortunate, but 
you know, um, you, you just have to keep holding out hope that, you know, someday, somehow, some way. And I, I was just jokingly, I used to jokingly rebel. I'm just like, look, if everybody stops spending money on these games for just one month, just one month, yeah, it will force them to go back and reevaluate things. I'm telling you, people just came together and didn't spend a dime on the game for one single month. It would force it, it would force some change, I think. So, yeah, there, there's some truth to that. Yeah, and that's with any game company, even these big, huge AAA game companies. Like, if people didn't spend money on them games for a month. Mm-hmm. It, it would force them to go back to, to the think tank and figure, okay, what else can we throw at the wall and see what sticks? Yeah, and that's exactly. the biggest problem is exactly you don't need to throw things at the wall to see what sticks. You have a huge community of like over a million people, and we're all giving different ideas. Just just take with some ideas and, and run with it and see what happens, you know? Exactly. We're not trying to doom you guys. We're trying to do things to keep interest and draw in more people. Yeah. You know? I agree. So and I'm not even mad about this. I just think it's it's it blows my mind. Yeah. The, the, the talent and those ideas that come out of so many people. And a lot of these are very experienced game people, you know, they've been doing this for a lot of years and they're bringing simple ideas to help bring less stress on the servers, to do all these things and it's just like you don't want to listen to any of them. Why? Because it costs a couple of dollars. Is that the reason? I mean, what's going on? Right. Just, just do something to cause some real change to make your game so much better. And I know that the biggest thing right now is, well, we want to get all our games on mobile. Okay. Well, so what? You get your games on mobile, then what? <laughs> how are you going to improve them? How are you going to make them? How are you going to improve the functionality? Are you going to are you going to implement stats now? Are the weapons going to matter? Are, mm-hmm. are, is the gear going to matter? Is there going to be some real turmoil? Like, are some you know NPCs going to actually die this time? I'm like, what is? How can? How are you going to improve? It? And then expand the universe as well. Like, uh, that that that's the biggest thing that I find that is a little frustrating is like they're afraid to expand their universe to to go outside of what's familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, let's meet some new characters from a different universe or. How about I make a different game entirely that's not tied to Rabina or Warlick or Sepulcher or whatever? Just a whole different kind of game with a whole different universe. So like, that would be great. Like, you know, and that's fine. Like, I, I just, like I said, me, I, I, I'm just an idea guy, and I think about a lot of things because I spend a lot of time by myself. So, right. Hey, nothing <laughs> wrong know? with that. Nothing wrong with that. But I know. I, just, I think what you said was is, is true. There's. And again, this is coming from a guy who spent almost, uh, I mean, let's see if I can try and count how much money I've spent in these games altogether. Uh, I've been playing them for 15 years. So, um, (laughs) yeah, let's just say it's well over 300,000 at least total combined, maybe. I don't know. I lost track, dude. I stopped caring. I just, I just, you know, if I like something, I buy it. So. Yeah, it's easy. I I agree with you. I think uh, hopefully they the they they've been like leaning and the staff have been actively listening to this. So hopefully yeah. you know it's just it's amazing which I, which how much I, little yeah. Uh, apologies. No, you're apologies. fine. Um, I, I just wanted to make take notice of that as well. Like it's amazing how something uh, so new it seems to be getting people on their toes now so yeah i, I, I like that you know I, more more exposure i yeah, like I, that i uh 
I know. I didn't expect that at all to happen. Uh, and that was just like I'm a, quite happy. Uh, uh, me too. I'm like, well, I created this thing and it got noticed, and I'm actively talking to AE people, and it, I, you know, I, I guess I gotta. I gotta gotta do this. Gotta run with this and try my best to contribute what I can to the community in some way. Yeah, so. and you're doing that, and people are uh, taking notice, and and uh, before you know it, I mean, you're gonna have a giant following, man. It's just the way yeah. it is. You know, people know talent when they see it, and you're a pretty talented, dude, man. Like well, uh, I appreciate like that. You said this is your life. <laughs> this is what you do. Yeah. So yeah. Just keep doing it, and uh, you'll you'll keep getting you know more and more support. That's so, awesome. I appreciate and that. And hopefully man. through this, real change will finally happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be, That'd be great. That would be, that would just make me happy, make me smile. So, that, that's that's the good part. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you uh lending me your time to uh to talk to me. That was that was really yeah. really cool. It was really insightful. I learned a lot and got inspired and. I think I think it was a good uh, exchange of dialogue that we had, and it was very uh, productive and and um, hopefully beneficial. I, I probably veered off a few times, which is I fine. Probably, I, I I didn't mean to dominate the conversation. No, I, I hate doing you, that. So. No, you didn't. That's how that's how that's how the best conversation and ideas are brought to the table. So, I and I've only been that. doing. I only worked on the game for one year, so imagine talking to people who I know all this time. So. Oh, I know, I know. There's there's so much, so much to of be heard, and oh, of course, there's so much to be to be heard and and to be talked about. So, uh, is there uh before we head out, is there anything that you wanna you wanna plug like your Twitter or anything or anything you want? The floor is yours. Let the viewers know and uh, have at it. I'm not really currently working on anything at the moment, but. Uh, I guess if people want to um, look me up or or whatever, um, <laughs> I don't like promoting myself. I like to right. others. Uh, but I am on uh, Twitter at. Uh, I mean, you can follow my my Tonopire account if you want, but I'm also trying to get people to follow my actual art account, which is Word Out Arts. It's all one word, and then uh, people can still find me at Tonopire. Again, one word. Uh, in terms of doing like streams and stuff like that, no, I, I wish I did, but I don't. Gotcha. I, I, I don't really have the capability. I don't think, I mean, I, at the time, the patience, the experience, I, I don't know how to stream. I don't know how to do all that stuff. Right. So. I haven't, I haven't delved into streaming before either. So I'm going to have to try yeah, that one. I'm day. very old school, man. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm tech savvy, but I, I'm not like in terms of program savvy. Right. I'm tech savvy, not program savvy. Yeah. Gotcha. Me too. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. So, uh, all right. Well, I enjoyed talking to you. I'm going to, we're going to wrap up the show now. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Uh, this was a, a longer episode, which I like. Uh, I'm happy that it was yes. longer. People, I think it was good conversation. I think people will benefit from it and enjoy it. And uh, it was, I, you know what? I was super nervous at the beginning of this. Like I was telling you before we started recording, I was very nervous to yeah. do my first interview. I've never interviewed someone like this. I, you know, I, but I, you know what? It turned out not to be that bad. And I learned a lot. And I think we had a really, really good dialogue. And I don't know. I think, I think we grew. I was nervous. I was all over the place. Man. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we, I think we grew uh, closer as, as as friends, so I, I, I oh yeah for sure I, I really enjoyed that so thank you again 
for lending me your time. Um, if you guys want to uh, follow me on Twitter, I have two Twitters, like I always say. My main Twitter is at Lanky, A-Q-W, and you can also follow the podcast, AdventureCast, at AC Live Podcast. And on my Twitter, there is a pinned tweet, which is a link to the AdventureCast Discord. It's also in the description of the YouTube video for those of you who are watching on YouTube uh, or Spotify or Apple Podcast. Go over there uh, to the YouTube and you can you can find the link to the Discord there as well. And I forgot to mention that we did get approved on Apple Podcast. So when I recorded the last episode, that didn't happen. So this episode, we are we are on Apple Podcast as well. So and you've been you've been a really huge supporter of that. You've been really promoting, like like you were saying, you're good at promoting yeah. other people. You've been doing a really good job, and I thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, because I believe in you, man. And I, I, I see this thing succeed. Thank you, thank you. And like, I want to um, I want to have you on again. I want to I want to yeah, have you sure. as like a recurring guest. Yeah, for sure, man. Like I enjoy I'm this. Fun. Like, yeah. And um, the best thing I can suggest, just because like I care so much about this, is like right. if if you guys see a link on this show. Don't be afraid to retweet it. Please retweet it because the more you retweet it, the more people will notice it. And also, if you're a Spotify user, feel free to uh, click the link, um, you know, that leads to the Spotify channel, and uh, follow it there. Because the more people that follow it, the easier it'll be to find. Trust yes, me. yes. The more people know about it, the more players will have access to it and be able to find it. And For that's, sure. That's what we want. That's what we want. We want the community to have their own radio show they can listen to so yeah all right just keep but. following him man Lanky's a good dude it's hey thank awesome you channel so <laughs> I, I believe in this i know it's going to do something special so it's already doing it it is i appreciate the kind words all righty guys that has been this episode of AdventureCast. i will see all of you next week for another episode and have a good day peace yeah Woo!